key way of deception, and he says this, evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And this is the way for us to be deceived is to think in this area of communication that it does not influence us. Okay? And he said, this could deceive you. If you think that the communications have no impact upon your life, and some use the word instead of manners, some translations of the Bible use the word morals. Evil communications corrupt good morals. In other words, eventually it doesn't matter how good we are, or how strong we might be indoctrinated in God's Word, eventually what we allow to enter our ears and our eyes, get into our mind, eventually influences our hearts. Although it was ordained of God that the content of 1 Corinthians 15 be placed in our Bible, this entire chapter is here as a result of church people listening to false ideas, listening to others communicate their false thoughts and ideas about Christ and His resurrection. They listened enough that it began to influence the church's thoughts about the subject. And the church, instead of having the thoughts of the apostles and the thoughts of the apostle Paul and the other witnesses, the church evidently was being influenced by those that were saying Jesus Christ didn't actually rise from the dead. So in the midst of this chapter here, and of course, you know, this same 15th chapter, the apostle Paul links the idea of our resurrection to Christ's resurrection as even our own hope in our own resurrection and the change that shall, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. You know, and in this 15th chapter, he speaks of that and of our resurrection and say our hope, what we're living for and what what we're looking forward to is all contingent upon whether or not Christ rose from the dead. If Christ rose from the dead, then someday we have a hope of a resurrection. But if Christ did not rise from the dead, we have no hope of resurrecting. This church, these people in the church, first century church, while the apostles were still alive, most of them at this point, and yet were deceived to the point where they allowed outside thoughts and ideas concerning Jesus Christ to influence them so that they were moved or at least weakened in their faith of a fundamental doctrine of the apostolic church. In this 15th chapter and the 33rd verse, where he said, be not deceived, evil communication corrupt good manners Paul actually was quoting a Greek play writer. The verse really has nothing to do with the subject of the resurrection itself, but was inserted in this place, in this letter, and became a part of our Bible, 
right here in the middle of one of the great chapters in the New Testament about the resurrection. And invariably, I can't preach an Easter message without mentioning 1 Corinthians 15. But it's placed right here in this because people who attended church or were a member or a part of the church at Corinth had allowed themselves to become confused by people who did not believe the fundamental doctrine of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I do see a deeper meaning in this verse that perhaps is lost in the Bible versions who just simply use the word company rather than communications. Um, I'm, I'm referring to a commentary written by our, the late Marvin Treese on 1 Corinthians in his, in his uh, series on the literal word. Brother Treese wrote this. The homileo includes conversation. He's speaking of the Greek word for which this communications come from includes conversation, which was a prohibition against debate or cultural modification of an individual or group. There is no common premise. Now listen to this statement. It's incredible. There is no common premise upon which the church can reason with a world that rejects Christian concepts and jeers at its old-fashioned biblical values. Tree says, debate with them is counterproductive. We need to understand that communication is a powerful force and communication is always two ways. Communication is not one person doing the talking. That's not communication. Communication always takes at least two. And both may be speaking, but for sure everyone is hearing. That's communication. Now the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. There's a little different thing when somebody will hear you when you talk about the word of God than you hearing them when they're talking about whatever their source of living and philosophy is in life. Our song is I'm never going to look back. And the verse says, I left a life of sin with chains that dragged me down, bright lights and voices calling me, saying, turn your heart around. That's when Jesus found me, and he begged unto me. And when I took his hand, all those chains fell off of me. I'm never going to look back. I've made up my mind. I've got too much invested to lose my time. Through the rivers, over the mountains and plains, I'm never going to look back till I reach heaven's gate. Let's pray. Jesus, I'm grateful today for your word. And Lord, I pray today that I would not be deceived but that I would guard not only the words of my mouth, but what I hear with my ears and see with my eyes, lest they would influence me and drive me away from the things of God. Lord, let this song be my prayer 
by your grace, I'm never going to look back. In Jesus' name.